0: You're listening to Stand Out, Get Noticed, Episode 273. Hi there, Rockstar, and welcome to Stand Out, Get Noticed. I'm your host, Christina Canters. I help professionals and business leaders to build powerful communication skills. You can learn about our training programs at thecmethod.com. Now, this week on the show, we are exploring what my guest calls the missing ingredient of leadership. Now, this is something you may not have heard of before, but it might be that thing that gets you to that next level in your career or helps you to be more effective in the position you're in right now. And I'm really excited to be introducing you to my guest, Dr. Louise Marla. Now, Louise is a foremost expert in body language, voice and and emotion. So that gives you a clue as to what we're exploring today. She has a PhD in business and degrees and masters in organizational psychology, as well as music. She's a master practitioner in neurolinguistic programming. And she's also spent years on the stage in Europe as an opera singer. So she brings a wealth of knowledge and a real breadth of experience to the training that she does. She really is in a league of her own. Now, in the process of completing her PhD, Louise observed a missing ingredient in corporate leadership, and this is all around the mind body voice connection which she calls vocal intelligence and she works with C-suite people, politicians, and people in high-stake industries to help them to build up their leadership and their presence and their influence. And I'm really excited because today she's here to share her techniques with you. So make sure you grab a notepad or take take notes on something because she talks a mile per minute and There are a lot of gold nuggets in here that you'll be able to implement straight away. So if you want to be more effective, especially on your video calls, if you want to build trust with people, have your voice heard, or you struggle with maybe being assertive or having or being heard in the workplace, then this episode is for you. This is an absolute must listen. I'll put links to how you can connect with Louise in the show notes at thecmethod.com slash 273. That link is also in the description of this episode in your app. Now, there are some things that Louise and I discuss that are very visual and Louise is very visual when she speaks, She uses a lot of gestures and she indicates towards her body when she's explaining certain things. So what I've done is I did record the video of this conversation and I'm putting that in the show notes. So if you do want to have a look and see what Louise is referring to in some parts of the conversation, go to the show notes. Again, it's thecmethod.com slash 273 to check out that video and if you do enjoy this episode make sure that you share it with a friend or a colleague who you think would also benefit from it it's a great way to get the message out to more people all right let's meet dr louise Marla. and my first question to her was tell me louise what is the missing ingredient of leadership here's louise
1: missing ingredient is everything other than words. You know, everywhere I go, we focus on the words that we say. And, you know, what is bleedingly obvious is that we don't talk about our body language and also our, our voice. And when I say body language, I use that term because that's the term people like. But actually, officially, body language is just about the perception of others with body. Whereas when I say body language, I, I actually mean how, how you use your body for your own um, warmth
0: and comfort. Can you give me an example, Louise, of what you mean by using our own body for our own comfort?
1: Yes. So every time you look at, at the skills of body or voice, you'll find that it has, you know, two benefits. One is it will communicate trust, but the other is you will feel better. So, for instance, um, let's start at the very first skill, which is breath and keeping the breath low in the body. The thing is that um, when you do that, of course, people will trust you more because if you breathe high, it, it makes you, people think that you're tense. Well, you know, great. So that's their perception. However, the reality is if you keep your breath low in the body, you will feel better. You know, if you release your jaw, you will look less aggressive. Um, However, you will feel better. You know, if you blink your eyes and soften your eyes, um, that's good for other people, but it also feels good for yourself and keeps your mind under control. So everything has a dual benefit.
0: So, Louise, tell me, why is it important that we pay attention to what our body is doing as opposed to just the words that are coming out?
1: Because it's most of your communication and especially when people are emotional, when you're talking in emotional situations, you know, your voice and your body send all of the communication uh, and, and we just ignore it. You know, I see people doing their virtual communication and just sitting there with their body not moving and going, hello, my name is Louise and maintaining a monotone. You know, this is ridiculous. It doesn't connect. And then we put all that, wor- that work into the words, words, words. And, and it's, if it's delivered poorly through our body and our vocal tone, you know, we're just undermining the message.
0: Yeah. And is this something that we can learn to do or is it something that you either have or you don't have?
1: It's totally learnable. You know, voice is a choice. Everything you do with your body is a choice, choice, choice. Uh, and, and we think we're stuck with the voice we've got. My voice has changed dramatically over the years. And, and I've, I've heard other people change dramatically. You know, when people sing, changing the voice is the name of the game. You know, doing different colors and actors do accents. We have a huge, um, choice. Uh, you know span of choice that we just don't take, and it it comes with culture, especially in our Australian culture. We don't think that we can go outside the realm of where we are, and it it feels weird to change, but it's worth the effort
0: uh, I meet people all the time who talk really monotone and they say that I I hate the way my voice sounds they go this is just my voice this is who I am but it sounds like what you're saying Louise is that we can actually do things to change it what did your voice used to sound like before you started this work on yourself
1: well I'm a Queenslander you know I'm a Queenslander I'm a a Queenslander I'm from I'm from (laughs) Brisbane and uh, I can get really like that you know and if I get angry I do I go like that I do you know I go like that I start speaking like that. Yeah. So it's got, you know, I, I have a visual preference. So I will go high at the drop of a hat. Um, so I kind of keep that under control. I think it's lower. I think the air flows. I think it's slower most of the time. Um, it's changed a lot. You know, when I came back from singing into speaking and, uh, and working with groups, my spoken voice was not my trained voice, my singing voice. And a singing voice requires a tilted larynx. And that was the trained part of my voice. The speaking part wasn't. And, um, you know, I found that if I was speaking all day, half a day, few hours, you know, my voice was getting tired. Um, voices don't get tired they do not get tired. It's the muscles around them that get tired. And so, you know, I had to work on my speaking voice. I had to start from scratch.
0: So for someone who's never done any work on their speaking voice before, what is starting from scratch look like? How can we start to build up those muscles and sound better? It's funny.
1: I, I I heard the um a story from a dual colleague of ours, Fabian, and she said Yehudi Menu. And someone came up to him, very famous violinist, at the end of a concert, and said, "How can I? I, I could never sound like you. You're marvelous." He said, "Oh yes, you can. It starts with scales." And you do that for six years and then you get into the conservatory you do that for another five years. Then you find a master, do that for another decade. Then you perform, you know, like, you know, anything's possible. But it starts with an exploration. That's what it is. It starts with an exploration. And what can make a dramatic difference straight up is the breath, getting the breath under control. Because we have these, we say they're natural patterns. They're not. They're habitual patterns. Where we breathe high, we take the voice up, we put a lot of pressure on it, you know, and do these sort of things. Getting those that tension away from the neck is the key thing. Getting the body lined up so the neck is straight and the voice will act for itself. You don't have to do anything. You have to set it up so that it will,
0: that it will work for itself.
1: So the breath is the first
0: thing. Right. So we need to stand. So we make. So it sounds like posture plays a big role. We've got to stand up straight. We've got to stack our shoulders and our neck and our head so that we allow the breath to come out effectively.
1: You bet. Um, if you, you know, that air comes through the neck and that neck is a tube, you know, like a, a vacuum cleaner tube and it needs to be straight or the air gets blocked. And uh, and so lining your body up is really rule number one.
0: When you say breathing low versus breathing high, Louise, can you explain more what you mean by that? Because I can see you. For the people who can't see you, what what are we focusing on?
1: Well, when we get stressed, we're born breathing low. We're born with the breath. You actually see the breath in the stomach, you know, and sometimes in the back, uh, but but not in the chest. There's not much lift in the chest. But because of stress, what happens is we get a habitual pattern where we jam the breathing mechanism and then go high and... W- and I'll tell you why we do it. We do that because it feels fantastic. It feels like we're under control. It feels like we're grabbing air. And we, we use the word take a breath. Um, you know, we really, we really should be focusing on giving air out, not taking it. In. and um, and this whole upper body becomes part of our life. It squashes the neck, it lifts the larynx up and it alters your sound dramatically. So it also only gives you 20% of the oxygen. So your your brain doesn't function very well when you breathe high. So, you know, if it, it, it's very effective if you're escaping a burning building, but it's not effective if you're trying to use your voice in performance.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, Louise, I saw you running, well, I was lucky enough to participate in one of your workshops with the Compass Leadership Program recently, and one of the techniques that I love that you shared was around nodding, smiling, and blinking. I believe you called it smile and blink like an idiot or something like that, (laughs) nod and smile like an idiot. Can you explain what that is? Because it was such a fantastic technique for, for the participants to learn.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, funnily enough, it's coming to its own in our virtual world where we only have our head and a little bit of our body engaging. And so often I'm looking at screens that I'm seeing people just staring back into the screen, you know, dead straight. And we need movement. We need freedom of the body. So once again, we're doing it for two reasons. One is so that people looking at us think that we look like we're listening, but also we're keeping our body ready to make sound. So how you do that is you nod the head. And, you know, nodding the head is not as easy as it sounds. When you look at yourself in the mirror, you might find you nod backwards. That's really, you see that a lot. Or nod too quickly or nod sort of sideways. No, no. You nod forwards from the soft bits at the back of the neck nod forwards, forwards and slowly. So what this does to people listening is it seems as though you're flexible of mind, you're open to their thinking. Uh Actually, you are flexible because your neck is flexible. And when we get defensive, we jam the neck back, we jam it, jam it back, so we're actually saying no, I'm not jammed, I'm not defensive, I'm flexible. So nod. The second one is blink because when again we get panicked, the eyes set and and we don't blink. So blinking the eyes is a way of showing we're softening to others and um and it's good for you. It's good discipline.
0: Wait, how much how much blinking?
1: Yep, it's approximately 15 blinks a minute, which is uh a, a blink every 4 seconds. Okay and that's the right. And then um, the third thing was to smile. And this is all about the jaw. You know, we tense the jaw when we get um, defensive and it's this thing at the side called the tempo joint and it jams. Anyone who grinds their teeth, you know, we know about this, I do. Um, it jams. And so when we're listening to people, we don't want that jammed. And an easy, if it really jams for people, then the technique I suggest is to push your tongue to the top of your palate. Um, Just press it up and that will just slightly separate the lips. Very effective. You don't look stupid. You're doing something quite active. But um, another way is just to smile. Separate the lips and just Smile slightly. Um, So nod, blink, smile. Now why I say smile like an idiot is because in Russia they say anyone who smiles is an idiot. Um, So I'm saying, good, we are. So smile like an idiot. That's what we want. And where can we use this technique, Louise? Um, When you're on a virtual, actually anywhere in life, quite frankly, but certainly when you're in the virtual environment and someone else is speaking, nod, blink, Smile like an idiot. Nod, blink, smile like an idiot. You know, that doesn't mean a huge smile, just the lips separated, focusing on the tempo mandibular, keeping loose. Key thing.
0: So I know this is an audio recording, but I am going to put the video up in the show notes for you to watch and you'll be able to see Louise. And I, how, am I, how am I looking, Louise?
1: Yeah, no, that looks good. Great. If I'm really picky, I can see you're going to one side. You're nodding one side, then Ah. the other side. You've got to stay upright. Upright, upright, upright.
0: So what does that communicate if I'm nodding slightly to the side?
1: Yeah, it communicates um that you are on a different planet. So basically when someone is speaking oh. to you, you take it front on. If you move your head to the side, that goes, well, you know, here was your wavelength coming towards me. You move your head to the side. Yeah, well, he's mine. It's different. And then we listen and then come back on and then speak. You know, it's like you're waiting for them to stop so that you can come back and engage um front on. So... Right. You know, it's not a great look,
0: head to one side. It sounds to me like if you had your head tilted to the side, it's almost like you're confused or you're not sure what they're saying. Well,
1: contempt is the word that's used in body language. So they say when you're off to one side, it's contempt. So when your body's at one side, you're on one leg, your head's at one side or your face is lopsided, contempt.
0: Right, okay. So big thing to watch out for. And I guess the great thing about these video calls is that we can see ourselves... And we can see what we're doing. So we get that instant feedback. Hi, Rockstar. If you love this podcast and you want help and support in implementing what you learn, I invite you to join the C-Method Academy. The Academy is our monthly members-only training and accountability program to help you take your communication, your public speaking and leadership skills to the next level. In this program, you get access to in-depth training where we take the concepts from this podcast and we go deeper, we study them, and we implement them. You get direct access to me through our monthly webinars, and you'll be part of a passionate community of like-minded people who are there to support you in your journey of accelerated growth. This is an opportunity for you to learn how to feel good within yourself, to speak up at work build your confidence and take your career to the next level for a very affordable monthly investment. For more information and to join, go to thecmethod.com join. That's thecmethod.com join. All right, back to the show. What are some other areas, Louise, that you find leaders, especially leaders in, in higher positions, are really lacking when it comes to their communication that isn't words?
1: Uh, eye contact is shocking. Look, I find the whole area is lacking. Many people are lacking dramatically because we haven't focused on it in our education. So getting sound out, having the breath low, initiating sound under stress is a huge weakness. Just being able to go high, getting the sound out, um, not realizing the stresses that stop that. We've talked about that. Uh, but when it comes to eyes, um, realising, uh, I will ask any group, what do you do with the eyes? And they give me more rubbish answers than you could poke a stick at. <laughs> um, you know, there are rules about eyes. Why don't we learn them? You know, eyes go straight ahead. It's not until you feel a little bit not so comfortable. You know, I don't know. Just keep doing it. Straight ahead. And if you want to soften it, then you blink, blink, blink,
0: blink. What are some of the answers that you get from people in your trainings? What do they think we should be doing with our eyes? Oh,
1: three seconds. You look away for a while or if they're not looking, you don't look. Or if they um, look away, you have to look away or you have to look where they look or, uh, uh, you know, which is all rubbish.
0: So we need to be looking into their eyes the whole time.
1: Well, not the whole time. You can look away to an object. You can draw attention to an object. Or you can ask permission, you can trigger asking permission and say, I'd love, I'd love to think about that. Let me think about that. So you let people know that you're going to your thinking area, or you guide them with your hands and follow your eyes with your hands. But you need to get the eyes, you know, so that you're trustworthy. People know where the eyes are going and why. Because if you disappear into your learning preference area, they don't know where you've gone and
0: you can lose trust very easily. What do you mean by disappear into your learning preference area?
1: Yeah. So, well, our eye movement is governed by, um, wh- what we're thinking. And what they find is that most people will relate to this is that when we think of visual things. So, you know, you, your background was in architecture. So nearly a hundred percent of people who go into architecture will have what's called a visual preference. So they'll, it doesn't matter if you're asking them how something feels, tastes, sounds. They will always go through their visual preference. And And that means they look up, 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 up. We look up for thoughts and especially thoughts that are visual. We tend to look sideways. For when we're remembering sounds, somebody said, I need to say, we look sideways. And we tend to look downwards when we're emotional in some way, feeling, um, or if we're touching things, feeling in that way, or if we're talking to ourselves, if there's auditory internal dialogue, we look down. So the eyes give away your thinking. And the, the thing is, people unconsciously go for that and they let their eyes go wherever their thinking goes. We know from perception that other people will perceive that as being untrustworthy. So to be a leader, you need to have your eyes under control.
0: Right. Sounds like that takes a lot of practice.
1: Isn't that interesting? Around these fields, that's something I hear all the time, that people say, How long will this take? You know, that'll take a lot of practice. You know, how long do you want it to take? Um, You know, I've I've worked with people who've done it straight away. Once they know the rules, they can follow the rules and they just do
0: it. Right. Because sometimes it can take simply that level of awareness to realise that this is what you do.
1: You know, it's all about working through a change plan on all of these skills. So realizing what am I doing now? I have a preference that means I go maybe up with my eyes a lot. And that will often take the voice higher as well and the hands higher as well. So I might fiddle with my hair quite a bit um, and take my voice up and my hands up. Ah, uh, That's a visual preference. Okay, that's where you are. What do you need? Well, mm. The eyes need to come down. The voice needs to come down. We don't see people as being leadership ready if their voice is high. Um, Actually, I I heard Eddie Izzard doing a a joke at the Apollo where he was reading um, a a war speech with a really high voice and then saying, let's go, men, into war. And, of course, nobody wants to follow, you know, (laughs) Um, reality. So (laughs) it doesn't mean you're not a leader, but it does mean, you know, it's not the perception of leadership. So we know where we want to be. Um, And then it's just a matter of practice to get from one to the other. And it's, it's a change plan, again. Awareness of where you are, awareness of what you need, and then practice, not rocket science. When it comes to giving ourselves feedback, that's where we have to be so aware of the unconscious mind. And the unconscious mind is trying to do the best by us. You know, it's trying to save our life. And it will say, oh, don't do that, Christine, don't do that. You know, uh, 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 look, I've saved your life doing that old skill. You know, you're still alive. What do you want, blood? Um, And it tries to take you back to the old pattern. Um, And you have to really know what you're doing to have the discipline to uh, follow it through. But it's not rocket science. You know, the other thing that I'm uh, fascinated by are gestures. And gestures are a skill that have died. And gestures have several benefits. They communicate to the people around us, but they free the body. Getting the arms moving and off the body frees the body. And not only that, we can use gestures to help us remember things by placing different bits of information around us in the, in the room, anchoring different bits of information helps us remember. So gestures have the benefit of um, communicating to others, uh, freeing your own body and helping you to remember. Who wouldn't take
0: that on? Louise, um, you know how we're doing a lot of video calls at the moment and what the, you know, I'm seeing you in a little box, you're seeing me in a little box. Is it important for us to try to bring more gestures into these video calls as well? And what happens if our hands, what happens if our, because right now I'm bringing my hands all the way up because of the the crop of my video is it can we, can we actually work to bring our hands sort of further up? Does that work as well in the video? It does.
1: So what do we need to be careful of? We need to be careful that we don't cover our face with our hands. So the hands need to be away from the face and they don't touch the face or the hair. They're out beside us. Uh, so that's number one is where they are. But the other thing is that gestures need to be congruent and non-repeat. So if you just have your hands flailing in front of the screen, you know, that's that's not what you want. What you want is to have them communicate, tell a story. Um, Very often we talk about the timeline and the timeline is a line that goes across from one side to the other. The future will be on one side, the past will be on another. The present will be here in front of you. So you talk about the future, talk about the past, talk about the present and the, and the arms recognize that. I was talking about eye movement and therefore you can follow those patterns with your hands. If I talk about something visual, you know, I can go up with my hands. I'd, I'd, I'd love to show you this. I'd put my hand up and, and get your feedback. When I say that, I might bring my hand into my ear and check that you're happy with it. I might take my hands down, lower and move them around. So I have visual, auditory, kinesthetic, the future, the past, the present, and then I could... Does that make sense? And these are what's called congruent gestures. If I have good and bad, I'll put those on either sides of my body and weigh them up. Um, If I have numbers, I put them beside my head and upright. Um, you know, so often when people do numbers, they do the backs of their hands. You know, that's terrible.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, that's, that's not nice. No. <laughs>
1: we, we don't think about it. And then you can anchor different pe- pieces of information. You may be talking about the community and open your arms wide. You may be talking about our staff and place them in a certain place. You may be talking about the executive team and place them in a certain place. Then we talk about, um, you know, our staff and our executive team service our community and the community are really wanting something from the staff and the executive team, you know, so you anchor these different groups of people with different gestures and then refer to them, again, helping you remember, helping communicate to the people you're speaking with and keeping your body free.
0: Yeah, I love it. So, Louise, I I am conscious of time. I know we're coming to the end of our conversation here, but I know we could talk about this forever. I don't know. You've got a wealth of knowledge to share. I, I do have one last question for the people out there who are thinking, well, Louise, it's all well and good, but I just naturally speak monotone or I just naturally cross my arms or that's just who I am. I don't like to move. What would you say to those people? Mm, I
1: couldn't, um, I couldn't, uh, hate anything more than the word natural because it's not natural. So many of the patterns we have are habitual. Mm. They're just, habitual. And all that we do is we use the word natural as an excuse for anything we've been doing for long enough so that we feel comfortable. And we need to get away from that and realize that, um, you know, it's not, it's not natural at all. It's just habitual. And we're in discovery of what is our natural self by stripping off habitual patterns.
0: Great. It sounds like all the things, all the techniques that you've shared with us today are simply habits that we can relearn or we can teach ourselves and maybe remove some of the other habits that may not have been serving us. Well, Louise Muller, it's been such a pleasure having you on the show. Can you please let us know how people can reach out and connect with you?
1: Yes. Um, well, louisemarla.com.au is my website, and I also have the Marla Method and the Marla Method are my programs and memberships. So, if people go to the Marla Method, um, they can join me or contact me um, through louisemarla.com.au.
0: Wonderful. Thanks so much, Louise. A very big thank you to Dr. Louise Marler for being such a wonderful guest on the show this week. I will put all the links as to how you can connect with Louise in the show notes at thecmethod.com slash 273. So many wisdom bombs in there, right? So many. So I encourage you to implement at least one thing, just one thing and make that a habit. Now, when I first learned that smile, nod and blink, technique from Louise, I immediately taught it to my the members of the C-Method Academy and we started to practice that on one of our webinars. And it's been helping the members a lot and I've been getting great feedback. So a big thanks to Louise for sharing that with me. And also, if this is something that you want to be able to practice in a supportive environment, then I do invite you to join us at the C-Method Academy. We run monthly webinars hosted by myself. We get direct access to me to ask questions and to be coached. And this is where we get to practice techniques such as these. So head on over to thecmethod.com join for more information and to join us at the Academy. And that's all from me this week. Thank you for spending some time with me today. Keep on being awesome and I'll talk to you next week. I'm Christina Cantors and this has been Stand Out, Get Noticed.